Hey everyone, welcome to the What Now Audio Experience. These episodes are my way of giving you that real, raw, authentic look into business and what it actually sounds like. Some of these conversations are recorded in a studio, some are on the red carpet, and some are with my friends over at dinner, so the audio may be a little rough. But what really stands out to me are some of the behind-the-scenes conversations that take place when the camera is turned off because they provide so much value from people who are living and breathing business every single day. That's what I wanted to do, bring you something that represents what business actually is, not just what you see on social media. No fake gurus. And by the way, if you need more help with your business, please visit the What Now Academy at www.whatnow.academy. There, you'll learn what to do now and what's coming next to build a great business. Be sure to connect with me on social media at Scott Duffy Media across all channels or visit my website at www.scottduffy.com. Let's do this. On today's episode of the What Now Audio Experience, my special guest is Tom Bilyeu, the co-founder and host of Impact Theory and co-founder of Quest Nutrition. Now, Tom is a guy that I have run into and, and we've had the opportunity to meet on multiple occasions. I've interviewed Tom several times. I have got so much respect for him. And it's interesting because being in and around kind of the training, I guess I'll just call it the training industry as long as I have, and this kind of influencer world that we live in today, it can be really difficult for people to know who to trust, who's giving you opinion. Maybe they've read it in a book. Maybe they've seen it on TV. Maybe they have developed some kind of cool system or process or whatever that's helped others, right? But they haven't actually done what it is they're teaching yet versus the people that actually have done it, right? So what they're doing is they're giving you counsel, not opinion. They're speaking from personal experience. And Tom is one of those guys. And boy, does he stand out. Tom's the co-founder of Quest Nutrition was solving a real problem in his family around wellness, health and wellness. And in its first three years of operation, check this out, Quest grew by 57,000%, 57,000% and reached revenues of $82.6 million. And now you've seen Quest bars everywhere. And I think they've got, they've got all kinds of stuff now, but you've seen them everywhere in Target and Walmart and GNC at the supermarket and all of that kind, in all of those uh, kinds of places. And today, Tom is, and again, this is what I love, he's totally driven personally to expand people's vision of wellness and really make it a 360 type of experience that encompasses both the body and the mind. Um, Tom has won all kinds of awards. He's a great public speaker. And like I said, he's, he's very inspiring. And, and when he talks, I sure as hell listen, because he is a guy that has done it. He's not just talking about it. And he lives in this space. And so again, if, um, if you haven't heard of Tom, this is going to be a treat. And if you have, I know you'll enjoy, again, Tom Bilyeu, co-founder of Quest Nutrition. Everyone, welcome. This is Scott Duffy with Entrepreneur and Entrepreneur Magazine along with S1 Media. And I'm here with Ryan Long and City Summit in Los Angeles, California. Let them hear you. And, 
and we have an amazing guest for you today, Tom Billu, who is just somebody I respect so much. Everybody, big hand for Tom. Let's bring him up. So for those of you who don't know, which is probably very few of you, Tom is the co-founder of Quest Nutrition and the founder of Impact Theory, and we have a whole lot to talk about today. Let's do it. And, and the first thing is this. The first is, um, I always hear people talk about their why. You know, why it's so important to business to, to be rooted to your purpose. And I know you had a big why when you started Quest Nutrition. Can you talk to us about that a bit? Yeah, definitely. So growing up in a morbidly obese family and when you love somebody, you can't help but not judge them. And so just wanted to see great things for them happen. And Mother Teresa has a great quote. She said, nobody will act for the many, but people will act for the one. And so as I was thinking, I had been chasing money for the 10 years leading up to that point and just hit the horrific realization that I was the cliche of money can't buy happiness. And um, unfortunately, I had not yet read Simon Sinek's uh, book, Start With Why, Amazing. but yeah. that became the mantra that really sat at the core of my partner and I's viewpoint moving forward. We said, we're not gonna chase money anymore. The next company is gonna be something predicated on adding value. It's gonna be passion-based. And we're gonna ask a fundamentally different question, which is what would we do and love every day, even if we were failing? And so for three very different reasons, me being connected to my family that had struggled so profoundly, um, wanted to create food that people could eat based on taste and it happened to be good for them. And our mission was to end metabolic disease. And so that sat at the heart of everything we were doing from ingredient selection to how you market to what kinds of products you make. Everything went through the filter of, is this actually going to move us towards any metabolic disease or not? And, and did you know anything about, by the way, you look really good kind of interviewing me here. And well, thank you. <laughs> did you know anything about food and food preparation and nutrition before you started this company, which by the way, was the, was it the fastest, the second fastest growing private company in the United States? Hey, a big hand for that. So. To answer the, sec the second question first, we, uh, we are the second fast growing company, which is definitely a chip on my shoulder, uh, but we grew by 57,000% in manufacturing, which is like unheard of. So it was absolutely bonkers. Uh, it was really fun to be a part of. Uh, we knew about food and nutrition from an individual perspective. So I had lost 60 pounds. My partners and I talked obsessively about nutrition when we had a technology company, which was one of the reasons we knew we wanted to start a food company was that's what we talked about all day. And we had seen the tr just tremendous transformative powers of real food. Mm -hmm. um, so we knew that, you know, let food be thy medicine. Like that was one of the things that really made a lot of sense to us. So we believed that that was going to be the solution to the problem when you're looking at it on a global scale. Uh, so we knew we had a lot to learn because we didn't know anything about manufacturing food at scale. Mm. And that's where the game gets very weird and very challenging, very fast. And everyone told us what we were trying to do couldn't be made, which by the way, if somebody's telling you that, that is a very good sign because if, <laughs> if people think you're crazy, you're either about to fail spectacularly or change the world. So that, and I think it was Einstein that says, if people believe in your idea, then it has no hope. So it really does need to be something that is coming out of left field. It's really, it's not an incremental improvement. It's a, it's a total rethink of the problem. So. so I gotta say, so if people don't believe in your idea, what was that? That was really profound. 
Yeah, if, if people don't believe in your idea, that, that's a great thing. It's because people can't see what you see. But the truth is, you're, you may be about to be really wrong, and people have to understand that. And you've got to have the conviction in yourself that you understand something that other people don't understand. It can be blind belief. It's got to be belief rooted in you see something, right? So you've got to see the path from where you are to where it becomes big. But if you actually can see that path and you understand, like we understood human metabolism, and I think that's really important. So we were looking at the food, not just what's going to sell, but what's when you take your blood what's the metabolic response of the food that you eat and so we had the discipline to understand that when we went to a co-manufacturer and said hey make this bar for us and they said that it couldn't be made the reason it couldn't be made is because for the last 50 years every piece of off-the-shelf equipment has been manufactured in lockstep with the use of high fructose corn syrup so once you understand that was a choice Which right mind-boggling it's crazy there's whole reasons we won't go into them now but that realizing that oh, okay so it can be made we just have to make new equipment and so because we were willing to make that choice because we never intended to be a manufacturer but we realized to end metabolic disease we can't compromise on the nutrition to make the bar we want at scale we're gonna have to become a manufacturer and so that's what we did Wow Wow so Mind if I borrow this for no, one sec? Please. Awesome. <laughs> so one of the things that I remember um, in our first conversation was you had this incredible routine. I'd say a lot of people might say it's a crazy routine for when you go to sleep, but it's it, it's interesting because people who are really successful do things different. What most people would say is crazy. Can you tell us about your routine? Yeah. So the important thing to understand about me is I am profoundly lazy by nature. And because people see what I do now, they think that I'm trying to be funny, but I'm, I am absolutely not trying to be funny. And my entire routine um, is designed to counteract that. So there was a period in my life where I would lay in bed for up to three hours because it was too cold to walk across the room to put on a sweatshirt, right? So for any entrepreneurs, that's a crime, okay? That, <laughs> that is literally a crime because it's not moving you towards your goals. So that was like step one. I realized I needed mechanisms to stop things like that from happening because I wasn't gonna be able to trust myself in the moment. So if you know Tony Robbins and, and that man changed my life, one of the things he talks about is identity drives behavior. So if you wanna change a behavior, don't focus on the behavior, focus on the identity. So I say to myself routinely things like, I'm the type of person that fill in the blank. So I'm the type of person that gets out of bed in 10 minutes, no matter how tired he is, if I've slept for at least five hours. So if I wake up after five hours sleep and it's, and this happens routinely and it's two in the morning, I'm still getting out of bed and I'm going to go to the gym immediately because that's my rule system mandates that. And I'm the type of person that follows my rules. So I'm very careful about what rules I put in place. Um, but I go to bed at 9 p.m. like it's a religion, so I'm in bed at 9. By 2 a.m. I've gotten five hours, so there are many times where I wake up at that time. My next rule is I'm out of bed in 10 minutes or less, so I get out of bed. My next rule is the first thing I do is go to the gym, so I go to the gym even if it's 2 in the morning. Uh, I do my workout, which are preordained as well. I immediately meditate, then I go into thinkitation, then I read, and then I do my important things list. So I can, depending on what time I wake up, I'll have a six to eight hour day before my first employee shows up. So you start to realize these are the mechanisms, right? The mechanisms kick in. So I'm not, there's nothing in my bright line scenario, and which you'll notice I never said eat because I don't eat that entire time. So I don't have like wiggle room in my mechanisms, which allow you to be deadly efficient. Amazing, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, that all sounds so gnarly. Who holds you, like, like, who holds you accountable? 
Man, it, so this is the truth. So it's moments like this where I tell people what my code is, and humans have an innate desire to be congruous with what they say. So for me, I could lie, and you guys would never know, and like, no one's awake. Even my wife is sleeping. So if I stayed in bed for 11 minutes or three hours, like literally no one would ever know, but I would know. And I would know it was incongruous with the things that I say. So when I tell you guys, this is what I do and you clap, I feel really good about myself to be honest, right? It's all ego felt wonderful. It was amazing, but that would be completely hollow if it weren't true. So the game you're playing isn't success. It's not money. I promise it's neurochemistry. So the way that I feel by sticking to my rules is so enjoyable and makes me feel so good that it's easy to stick to the rules because whatever minor enjoyment I would get from laying in bed, it just doesn't compete with how good it feels to become someone you're proud of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. What, what was your inspiration for impact theory? So going back to when we started Quest, there, there always were two problems that I wanted to address. And problem one is the pandemic of the body, which is very visible. People understand it. It's probably touching everyone in this room from being overweight, obese, uh, diabetes, cancer. I mean, the whole slew of metabolically related things and potentially metabolic um, diseases. So people get that one. There's not a lot of convincing to do, but if you start to look around at the pandemic of the mind now where the leading cause of death in Australia for young men is suicide. Let that sink in for a second. Um, the second leading cause of death among young men in the U S is suicide. Depression and anxiety are literally their pandemic proportions. It's crazy. So, at, back at Quest, we'd played a game, no BS, what would it take to end metabolic disease? And we realized the answer was you had to make food that people chose based on taste, and it happened to be good for them. So don't try to change behavior, try to leverage it. So when I look at the pandemic of the mind, it's two parts. One is the body, and I think as more data comes out, people are going to realize their microbiome is probably at least 50% of the problem with depression and anxiety. I won't go into that here because it's business. But the second part is directly the mind. And how do we affect the belief system of somebody who doesn't even know what a belief system is? And the only way to do that is through narrative. It's the only thing that's time tested, uh, mother approved for any 80s kids. Um, so I knew that I was going to be dealing in the realm of narrative and giving people characters and stories that they could look up to, that they could see themselves in, that would very quietly um, really begin to reframe culturally what we think of as valuable. And if you know Joseph Campbell and the power of myth, and he talks about how back in the day, th rituals meant something. There were these huge demarcation points between being a child, being an adult, being single, being married. You knew where you fit into the group. All of that's gone, and we're seeing the echoes of that because mythology no longer carries the potency because people don't believe in the literal words of the myths that we have now. Um, whereas I think because of what's happening in social media, you can show somebody how forget about Superman as Superman. Think about Superman as an allegory. The yellow sun is your passion, let's say. And this is very true for me. So as I was going through a crisis in my life, I had this image flash in my head of Superman and I thought, whoa, like what's my yellow sun? And my yellow sun is when I feel passionate about something like saving my mom and my sister, I can show up at 2 a.m. on a Friday and make protein bars long after it stopped being fun, after I'm tired, not knowing if this is going to work, but believing that it's real, you'll fight that much harder. And I mean, you can take so many characters that are being made right now, but nobody, no studios had the discipline to tell only that kind of story. Mm. So there's one correlate. If I say I'm going to see a Sony movie or a Warner Brothers movie, you don't know anything about it. But if I say I'm going to go see a Disney movie, you know about it. 
So if Disney is the most magical place on earth, we want to become the most empowering place on earth. That's great. That's awesome. We have time for one question. Does anybody have one question for Tom? One question for Tom. Yes, Ryan. Uh, hey, Tom. Thanks again for coming by. Um, just real quick, if, if you can just give us maybe three of your top books. Uh, I was on the, on the phone with you the other day, and I just loved what you had to say. Three top reads, please. Sure. So number one, the most important book in the English language is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's absolutely critical and it will change your life. And if not you, there's definitely somebody in your life that would benefit from that. Um, that, that one I think is universal. And I have a book list for anybody who cares. It's 26 books long now that are like the base foundation. I think everybody should read for this audience. And, and this guy happens to be here. And I really believe in this book It's called disrupt you by Jay Samet. If Jay's here, um, that book is, is, is what every entrepreneur should read right now. Given today's climate, you have to buy that book. You have got to buy that book. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah it, it's fantastic because it's real and if you take his advice, your life will be better and you'll come up with amazing businesses as a result of that. It, if you let it, it will change the way you think and that is the highest compliment I can pay any book. Disrupt You and Jay Samet, who's actually here somewhere. So there he is. So, so one more question for you, Tom, one more question. Uh, how can how can we find you? How can we find Impact Theory and just become a part of your community? So we're the most social company ever. So you can find me at at Tom Bilyeu across every social um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Most importantly, where we put out about seven hours of content every week. Wow! Wow! All right, everyone, a big hand for Tom Bilyeu. <laughs> And for Scott Duffy, an entrepreneur, everyone here at the City Summit here in Los Angeles, we want to thank you. Go to entrepreneur.com if you haven't picked up this month's issue of Entrepreneur Magazine. It's on newsstands everywhere. We look forward to seeing you next time, and thank you so much, Tom. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the What Now Audio Experience. If you need more help with your business, please be sure to visit the What Now Academy at www.whatnow.academy. We have an incredible community of entrepreneurs and experts that are absolutely committed to seeing you win. There, you'll learn what to do now and what's coming next to build a great business. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media at Scott Duffy Media across all channels or visit my website at www.scottduffy.com. Again, thank you so much for joining. Have an amazing day.